Hey everyone, welcome to this episode of the podcast where John Gabriel and I talk about web design and building a logo and emblems and stuff like that, what to think about when choosing your design. And then also we get into his uh, other project with Angry Mountain Productions. He's one of the lead guys there and talks about their new project coming up for this year and how last year's project went with traditions. And uh, just really a great conversation, especially if you're thinking about getting into the industry or creating your own channel, your own brand, what to think about when designing. And uh, just really appreciate his feedback and uh, hope you guys enjoy. Outside of that, if you can, go on to www.onpointpodcast.com. Be sure to sign up for that newsletter. And, uh, you know, we've got over 300, close to 400 people on that now. And so I appreciate everybody that's going ahead and doing that. Uh, but we need more. We need a lot more. And uh, all you have to do is go onto the website. It should pull up automatically. If it doesn't, just click the sign up tab on the right. I think it's in blue. And uh, just give me your email and you'll get, uh, you won't get bombarded with anything. Just be about one a month. But that'll get you good exclusive deals through the On Point podcast, and then also an idea of what content we have coming. So if there's something interest, that interests you, you can uh, be ready for it and download it um, as soon as it comes out. So outside of that, I uh, also want to thank everybody for all of the reviews. Since I requested that we get 100 reviews, we've gotten like uh, we've gotten quite a few. We're only like 15 away now. So uh, that happened really quick. So I appreciate everybody doing that. And uh, we're getting close to 100. So uh, I told you I'd do some sort of cool giveaway. Still working on what that was going to be. But uh, we're getting really close to 100 give, or 100 uh, reviews on iTunes. So thank you so much for everybody that has done that. And if you haven't yet, help us hit that goal. We have a lot of people that have already helped. And uh, definitely could use yours if you haven't done that yet. So outside of that, guys, it was a really fun episode. Thanks, John, for coming on to the show. And I'll see you guys in the end. Bye. All right, man. Well, let's go ahead and get this thing rolling then. So, all right, John. Well, thanks for coming on to the show, dude. I've been trying to get you on the show for a while, but you're a busy dude. (laughs) I know. It's tough. It's like we've talked about it, man. It's been probably a year, huh? It has almost actually a little, probably a little bit over a year because back when uh, Facebook was telling me, hey, you did this on this day and this on this day. And it was when uh, I was posting the logos that you did for me. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It was just over a year ago. Man, time flies. It does not seem like it's been that long. It does, but it doesn't. So. No, no, and I get a lot of compliments on the logo. So you did a good job, and I, um, I kind of in my own head make fun of myself because I put my logo on everything. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, it's it's a good logo, and and I kind of was wanting to get you on the show to talk about um, advertising and 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 what you do for a living, and and like graphic design and stuff like that for guys that are thinking about making that transition or making that leap. And sure. kind of the goes or no goes and and then kind of get into Angry Mountain Productions because you guys came out with your first uh, big YouTube series this year, which is really cool. Congratulations, by the way. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah. How, how did that do? I was just curious. Did that perform like you guys were hoping? Or Yeah, it was good. Um, can't really complain about it at all. You know, I think we didn't – our expectations in a way I think were more than obviously what, you know – it produced but at the same time we really had like we had nothing to go off so i think it did really well for what we expected you know as something that was brand new from the ground up having nothing you know and i think it it outperformed itself in that regard um you know i think obviously you're always hoping for more but at the same time we can't really complain so i think for this year things kind of progressing evolving people kind of know who we are and like what it is now and um i think this year obviously be a lot better than what last year's did. So, um, I'm kind of, 
we're optimistic. And plus we have some different things on the plate this year in the way that, you know, everything's going to kind of lay out. So I think that'll be good um, with, you know, the filming and the hunts and stuff like that. So, yeah. And uh, you did all the uh, design and web stuff for the angry mountain productions, right? Yeah. So I did all the logo work, all the design, all the media kits, shirts, website hats, you know, everything that we used for our whole series last year, I did all, all of it. Um, so that was kind of cool. Obviously, you know, it's kind of cool seeing all your stuff uh, produced and on the screen. So, um, but at the same time, you know, it's kind of one of those things when it's your own project that you're not necessarily <laughs> making any money off it for doing it. So, um, you know, it's kind of more of my time just being donated to it right now, but that's okay. Right. So I heard, uh, and we can get into this here later, but is I heard Nick Schmidt is actually full-time Angry Mountain Productions. Nick is. Nick is full-time. He is editing, and that is his sole job, is to edit <laughs> and uh, just try to look pretty, I guess. So, yeah, um, yeah, that's, that's, Nick's, that's Nick's full-time job. So. Yeah, yeah. I want to get into your, to, to the dynamics of the crew later in the podcast because it's just funny watching you guys. You guys have a, a really fun dynamic with the crew and everything. But uh, let's, let's kind of hit that in the back end of the podcast and kind of get into what you do exactly and – um, how, you know, how did you kind of get into a thing here? Yeah. So basically I do a bunch of design and advertising work, uh, in the outdoor industry, um, design logos, websites, hats, apparel, vehicle wraps, kind of, you name it. Um, anything that has to do with a business from the ground up, uh, all the way to advanced marketing stages online. So, um, anything that is forward facing as far as design, um, you know, hats, anything like that. I didn't do this one, but, um, long story short, anything that has to do design related, um, I do to help a company. So, um, we did your logo last year, um, for the on point for the podcast and, and all the emblems to go with it. Yeah. All the emblems, everything that went with that. Um, so obviously, I mean, now you've taken that thing and really, you know, took it off the ground and, you know, look where you're at now with it. So, um, you know, anything that really kind of has to do with a brand from, getting started to an established company. Um, I remember working with Phelps back in the day, you know, before he is what he is now and mm -hmm. we came up with his logo and man, I don't remember when that was 2011, 12, somewhere in there. And, uh, you know, obviously now where he's at today, but I was the one that actually came up with that. And then, you know, to where he is now. So all this packaging and banners, posters, uh, how that's evolved. So it's kind of cool. You, uh did you come, sorry to cut you off. Did you come up with the I blow Phelps shirt? <laughs> I did. So well, <laughs> <You did. laughs> I kind of, yeah. So it was Phelps's idea and Phelps had the idea. He wanted that shirt. I blow Phelps. And so he was like, let's, let's put this together. So it was his, his brainchild, but I made it. And then we were trying to figure out like, okay, should we make this thing like, you know, really extravagant and yeah. detailed or do we just do it kind of dumbed down? And so that was kind of our problem, you know, at that point. And so we decided to kind of go with just a funny, goofy shirt, you know, with it and right. would wear it. So I don't know. It's been kind of one of those things that it is what it is. And so that's now, a fun, I that's think a fun. there might be a second generation of that coming. Uh-huh. So a little teaser there, but uh, that was a fun, that was a pretty fun shirt. And yeah. I, I think humor does sell. So there's a, actually a little bit of a marketing strategy there too, outside of just having a fun shirt. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, but, so yeah, so you've, um, I got turned on, um, to come to you from Cody from, uh, born and raised outdoors. And, and this is back when 
the podcast wasn't even recorded yet. And I'm like, I don't have a name. I don't have, I don't have shit. (laughs) And then, and basically I'm like, who did your stuff? He's like, John, I'm like, give me John's number. I need some help. So, um, so I came at you with, uh, a yellow piece of paper that had a bunch of names written down on it and a bunch of like keywords and a bunch of ideas that I personally like had wrote, written down and then didn't like. Yeah. And I'm like, John, come up with something here. And uh, so we were kind of going back probably for about a month. Yeah. It's probably and, about a month back and forth. Yeah. And you go like, dude, you got this one written down here and it's on point. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know about that. He's like, why? And uh, you kind of gave me the own sales pitch on one of the names I written down. And <laughs> it was like, actually, yeah, that does work, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, it worked. It was good. Um, you know, and, and I think when we kind of were talking about that, you were trying to kind of figure out, you know, obviously a name for the podcast, but I think some of the names you had were kind of drilling down like very specific. Um, and I think we, you know, obviously in our collaboration back and forth, uh, we kind of talked about, let's make it more broad, you know, so you can cover anything and everything you want to do. Um, and I think that was kind of how we ended up with the on point because, well, I think we were talking archery and stuff like that too, but it could encompass a lot more, which I think obviously it did. And so now you're able to kind of branch out and kind of do whatever you want with it. But, um, yeah, I mean, we had, we went back and forth on a ton of names on that. And I remember. Yeah. That. I felt bad because I, you know, I, you earned every dollar <laughs> out of me, man. I, I made you, you're probably like, dude, I can't believe I let this guy <laughs> hire. <Yeah. laughs> no, it was good. It was good. Um, Cause you were busy with a bunch of other, other projects at the same time. You're a busy dude. And yeah. uh, you do stuff for, like, you've done stuff for professional teams and stuff too. And I think yep. you were working on full draw stuff about the same time yep. um, that I was hitting you up and I'm like last minute, everything. And so, uh, I kind of want to get into what you kind of just touched on there was pigeonholing or bottlenecking yourself into one area. Cause on point when you were selling me that name uh, or selling me on that name, basically you're like, dude, let's, you know, you can cover anything. And on point is like, you know, you, you got to know your gear, all this stuff. you you practice all the time, good work ethic. I'm like, yeah, you know, I, I I'm kind of sold on it now on point was just kind of a, a name I'd written down in passing. And then, um, the, the point that you're not bottlenecking yourself, you know, we can cover, we started, we have one rifle episode, but I plan on having more rifle episodes in the future. Sure. Uh, for guys that are wanting to come up with a design or a name, how often do you see that and how big of a role does that actually play? Yeah. So, I mean, I actually have quite a few people that come to me probably more often than not that, uh, you know, they really don't have an idea or they have a name or maybe something that they want to do, but it's so specific on like a category or a certain thing, you know, and it's kind of one of those things. I'm like, well, do you ever want to take that and like branch out and make it bigger? Or are you just going to cover one topic, one thing, or one like flat, like Avenue of your business, you know, like in general, you know, it might not be a podcast, but like say you're, they're going to sell broadheads, but it's like, you know, are you going to eventually expand upon that and sell something else other than just a broadhead? You know, and when you kind of look at it like that, from that standpoint, you know, um, you don't want to pigeonhole yourself too much, you know, with a name, you know, um, just for the fact that it'll allow you to expand, think bigger, think of like an umbrella and then, you know, let's put everything inside that umbrella. So maybe just one name, uh, 
you know, that's bigger and then go from there. And I think that kind of comes back to uh, your hat right now with, you know, the, the on point with the piece that we did there. You know, I think in our initial talks, obviously talking archery and talking that type of stuff, you know, we easily could have went down that road and used a broadhead, you know, for your logo or a fletching or an arrow or something right. like that. And I think that was kind of one of the things, you know, we talked about with the podcast was, you know, obviously the radio waves that you have in there and then the OP for the on point, but it left you room to do whatever rather than just talk archery. And I think, so that's a big thing. You know, I get a lot of people when they come to me from that standpoint of wanting to get a logo and it's kind of one of those things, well, let's step back and look what you're doing. Where do you want to go with this? You know, uh, in the future. And, and it may be some people, maybe that's all they want to do. Maybe they're only going to do one thing and that's totally fine. That's great. We'll design the logo or your brand around that. But mm -hmm. if you do want to expand or make it bigger, you know, let's, let's go that route. And I think that was kind of one of the things, you know, we discussed and how we ended up with like an icon for your business rather than just, you know, a specific little design. Right. And when you, uh, when you first came out with the originals, I think we ended up, um, making probably two or three versions of it and then finally ended up with where we were at because originally it had like the cell phone tower looking thing on it. Yep. Um, I wish I kept all the, uh, the that yellow piece of paper I gave you because that'd be cool to frame up just to like, this is where, this is where, this is the beginning right here. That would yeah. been kind of cool. I'm a nostalgic kind of guy. So, yeah. um, but. I probably have you know, that, by the way. Huh? I probably have that. Yeah, because I sent it to you. Yeah. I ah. saved everything. So. Dude, you should send me that back. Yeah, I can do that. <laughs> But, uh, so yeah, with, with the, uh, with the antler thing, you know, that's one thing that I'm like, I was thinking about doing something like that and you're in, uh, it's funny cause the angry mountain has, has the, the deadhead kind of antler thing, but that's getting really played out. I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of easy to get lost into, uh, the, the antler thing. It seems like everybody's doing the antler thing or the elk horn thing. Yeah. Um, so if a guy is thinking about it, cause you guys used it and you're making it work. So it's not like you can't use it. Um, what, you know, if you're coming out with a guy and he's just trying to develop a logo, um, first of all, do you take in consideration the non-hunting public's eye and do you, what, what, how do you even make that decision? Because I feel like any more good PR for non-hunting and the you know, like the anti-hunters and the non-hunters, if I was going to come out, I'd want to make sure it was good for as broad of as, as an audience, if it's a non-hunting audience or if it is a hunting audience, I'd try to make it as broad as I could. Yeah. Um, like this is as broad, about as broad as it's two letters with airwaves coming out of it. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I, that is something I definitely take into consideration. I guess that kind of comes back to what do you, plan on doing with this company you know and, and maybe some people in talking to them they don't care like you know because let's be honest there are hunters out there and they really don't care like they kind of have a a thing against the antis or anything like that anyways as it is and so like some people honestly like their main goal is to attack you know and like yeah i hate to say it but like i mean it just it is what it is i mean there's gun yeah. lovers and owners and then there's not and so it's kind of i think it depends on what some of these people are wanting to do. And at the end of the day, like I'm here to make what they want to see and what they want to make. And so, you know, I do try to give some input on that obviously and give, you know, my feedback as far as like what I would do from a professional standpoint. Um, you know, and, and I guess that kind of comes back to the business and like what they're really wanting to achieve with it. So, um, 
I try to give my input as much as I can with the professional side of things and what I would suggest and want to see, um, you know, from where I'm coming from and then, you know, take your thoughts into mind as well and then give you your options from, you know, A to B and, you know, where you'd go with it there. Um, now, I don't know, like I said, back to the other point though, cause then there are some of those people that that's all they want to do is seem that they just want to get under people's skin. So I guess in that point, some of those actually are kind of fun to work on because, you know, it, it kind of changes things up a little bit from what like I'm really used to in a business standpoint and like where I would generally go with it. And so I think I do enjoy working on those a little just cause I know like it could make a cool outcome, you know, at the end of it. So like Jade this year, so for full draw, well actually we did it last year, but we redid it this year and we redid the design, but we made a shirt vegan free. And so it was kind of one of those things to kind of play off the PETA thing a little like people, you know, and like PETA and whatnot. And there is that one shirt, people eating tasty animals that someone made off of PETA. And so, yeah. you know, it's kind of one of those things, but like Jade, we did the vegan free shirt this year um you know to kind of play off of that a little but as a hunter like you know if you're wearing that out in public like people are going to know like you know it it's one of those that you're going to take a double take at it because it's kind of vegan free well what what does that mean <laughs> you know what i mean and so yeah. there's, you know it's pushy it's edgy but enough to where someone you know you're not just totally throwing it in someone's face you know that like i'm not right. a, you know I feel like it's almost like wearing a Trump hat. Like you're like, yeah, I support Trump. You want to fucking say something about it? Like yeah. you're just looking for that opportunity to, for that abrasiveness, you know? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, and, and you know what? And it may spark a conversation. I don't think <laughs> the Trump hats spark many good conversations, but uh, you know, it's just it's like a it's like a trigger for <laughs> too many people. Oh yeah, it's not. Um, like <laughs> but, Phelps, he like at the Northwest Mountain Challenge, he had that. Trump shirt on a couple years ago and that was right around the election and everything when all that went down and like Phelps was like on a mission like I'm wearing this Trump shirt (laughs) it was he got some looks and to make it worse I mean it's Trump with the American flag and tanks and missiles and you know cut off sleeves and the last person you want to see in a cut off sleeve shirt is Phelps anyways but (laughs) it uh, he wore that he definitely got some looks but like you know you're just gonna get that you know and so I guess it kind of just kind of comes back to like, what are we, what do you stand for as a person, you know, right. and like your business and like, you know, that's a thing. So, well, when you were working with me, I remember you telling me, okay, we need to think ahead here. Cause if you, if it's too busy, it's going to make a shit sticker. Like you can't make a decal out of it. If it's too busy, people, what the hell are you looking at? So, yeah. um, you know, we, with your lead, we decided to make my emblem super simple, um, we even got rid of some things off, you know, like there's the cellular, cellular tower. We deleted that, I think, off of the, you know, I just wanted to try and narrow it down to what is the main things that if somebody looks at this thing, eventually they're going to know that's on point. And then eventually uh, we added podcasts in the bottom. Now that was our last final revision was instead of with Garrett Weaver, we just put podcast, which um, I think was a good move. But so if someone's creating, um, I guess I'm just giving advice to everybody that listens to the show that you've given me is, is try and make it simple if you plan on making other things out of it. So, um, could you expand on that and say, you know, if you're creating something and you're making it into, I don't even know what the technical terms, a vector and you want to make it into a sticker or a shirt, what are some general rules of thumb that, that if you, if you have this logo, it's either going to make a shitty shirt sticker or it's going to make a good one. 
Yeah. So I think that's a big thing that, you know, a lot of people when they end up coming to me, you know, prior uh, owners, business owners, or even like people who have their designs and stuff like that. um, You know, a lot of people, they come to me and, and they might have a design that is totally, there's too many elements going on in that. And so what I mean by that is, uh, you know, it'd be kind of one of those things like, like a deer skull right behind me, for example, if you took that and like all the shadowing and all of like the little holes, nooks, crannies, everything on a skull and try to put that on a shirt, it'd be basically just take an image and you want to throw it on a shirt or a hat. You're probably going to struggle with that from an embroidery standpoint, from, you know, screen printing, anything like that because of colors, you know? And so it's kind of one of those things where you need to dumb it down a little bit. And so you need to get clean lines, something that can be easily reproduced in, you know, one or two, three colors, very clean, simple, uh, you know, just an easier, you know, overall design to work with. And you can do that with antlers and stuff, you know, I mean, as far as that's concerned, Um, you know, take a skull and, you know, I mean, we've seen a million drawings. I mean, look at the hat now. I mean, it's like Mm -hmm. just simple outline and I mean, it's easy to do, but I think a lot of people come to me and you know, Hey, I, I want this picture of me with this buck and I want to turn that into my logo. And it's like, okay, you know, we can do that, but here's what we need to do to get that to that point. Um, you know, and I think that that's where a lot of people that don't have any understanding in design, uh, they struggle with because mm-hmm. they're like, why can't you just do that? Well, it's an embroiderer. He can't stitch like, every little piece, you know, in detail in that, you know, so you kind of, you got to think how, you know, what, what's going to reproduce. And I think that's a learning curve that a lot of people go through, uh, with hats, shirts, you know, apparel, like if they want to do an apparel business is getting schooled up on that. It's a learning curve. And so I think that that's where the expertise of coming to someone like myself that does design work and has done a ton of this, I can guide you in the right direction. You know, as far as, things to look out for, help you with the whole process where to get shirts, hats done, that type of thing. Um, and kind of guide you on a few things that will get you going. Well, I, I know when I was, um, setting all the, all the shit up for the, for the show and stuff, it was like, like even just the simple things like converting it into the right PNG or whatever to get the emblem approved for iTunes. It had to be a certain, I don't know what you'd call it, but it had to be a certain thing. And, uh, I, um, I'm like, dude, I don't understand this shit. I can't convert it to what it uses. Like, oh, you know, there you go. I was like, okay, yeah. so having you just to be able to do that shit was like amazing. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Um, that's the thing, you know. I mean, it's like they're just things that like I've learned over the years and that I know. But when it comes back to web stuff or shirts or hats or anything, it's like, or a big one is like magazine ads or anything like that. If you're running, granted, prints kind of not what it used to be, but like running a magazine ad, you build a half page ad or a full page ad or whatever it is, bleed like around an ad and color formats too for RGB, which is, you know, web use and screen use versus CMYK for printing. Um, and then having a bleed around an ad, which is basically an extra border that runs outside of an ad. So when they put it in, they cut it and you know, it's, it's all those type of things that, most people don't know, you know, and so it's, that's why obviously I think one using a professional that does this stuff will save you a lot of time and energy. And then, you know, in the meantime, we're going to get it done right and do it once. And right. You know. A vector file, that's for like stickers and stuff, isn't it? 
Yeah. And so like, that's the other thing too. So I, when it comes down to logos, I build all my logos in vector. And so you want to start there. And what vector is, is basically it's Adobe Illustrator. There's several others, but it's based on mathematics. And so when you design something, it's scalable from basically the size of a needle point all the way to the side of a building, hmm. um, you know, and it doesn't lose quality or it doesn't distort. Um, and the thing of, you know, with that is obviously based off mathematics, the bigger that you make it, it just goes with it because it knows what each constraint needs to be. And so hmm. that's a thing I get. A, I've had a lot of people come to me over the years that have built their logos in Photoshop. Well, photo, it's a great program. I use it every day for design. But the thing is, is that is built on a rastered program to where it's only done to that pixel or dot, you know? And so it's like 300 DPI, which is pretty standard for most print ads, but that's all you get. Whereas a vector file is built at 3,600. And so it's like, <laughs> when you start thinking about the quality of that, you know, it's kind of, and that comes back to printing too, you know, stickers, hats, shirts, whatever. Think about a vector file having that much more detail and quality in that for that crispness versus something that's built in Photoshop where hmm. you've only got certain DPI restrictions. That's that's interesting to say that because I noticed like when I zoom um, in on and I'm editing like in Adobe or um, I, I only use Adobe, but when I'm editing and I'm zooming in or changing it or I'm making like a logo sting or a bumper out of something, no matter how big I, I magnify it to put it onto the, the screen, it's always it's always the same. Like it it doesn't distort when you get it bigger, and it doesn't pixelate. Um, yeah. And so that's interesting because I'm like, how you know? I'm like, and so it's because you used vector. Yep. I guess. Okay. That makes yep. a lot more sense for me because I'm like, I was always worried about scaling it up, and I did it a while ago, and I'm like, huh. Well, that doesn't do the same thing as my photos does. You know, it doesn't get yeah. all shitty like a photo. <laughs> yep. Yep. Exactly, and that's why it's just strictly it's just that vector based program. And so it just, it allows it to stay. Cool. So. Well, it's got to be really cool seeing, because uh, I know when, like if I ever see something that like somebody wearing a hat, I'm like, oh, sweet, they're wearing a hat. But for you, it's like, hey, that guy's wearing my logo. That's got to be pretty, pretty rewarding. Yeah, it's cool. You know, like when I first started doing this stuff a long time ago, you know, it was kind of one of those things like, every time I'd see something, I'm like, oh, dude, that guy's wearing my hat or shirt, you yeah. know, and like, it was cool to see that. Yeah. And I think like, one of the things too that really kind of took it to the next level was like walking into like a Cabela's and like seeing packaging that I had designed hanging on the shelf for a company <laughs> and then like archery shops, I kind of in progression, like archery shops and then like a sportsman's and then now Cabela's and stuff like that. And it's kind of cool to walk in those stores or shields or whatever and like see packaging that I've designed um, or shirts or hats or whatever strung out across all those big brands, you know, that would be and, pretty freaking cool. Yeah. It's, it's just, it's weird. You know, it's kind of like one of those things to walk in and be like, huh. here's a whole shelf space. And I made every piece that's running down that whole shelf, you know, <laughs> and it's just, I don't know, it's different, you know, and, it, and especially, especially now with like all the YouTube stuff, everyone, shirts, hats, all that stuff everywhere. And I mean, I've been at the grocery store, you know, and walk by and see a dude wearing a shirt or a hat. And I'm like, Oh, I made that, you know, and it's mm -hmm. kind of funny just to, you know, see that stuff, you know, and, uh, like the born and raised stuff, like all the bro stuff from a couple years ago when they did land of the free, mm -hmm. like I made that logo, the land of the free logo. And then how many people bought a shirt or a hat and are wearing that around now? And, you know, it's just, it's so different, you know, to really kind of 
don't know. It's hard to like fathom sometimes, I guess. That would be know? cool. Yeah, I, maybe it's because I'm just uh, kind of a, a dork, but I'd like try and sneak like my name in there somewhere, like an artist. Yeah. <laughs> so. I know. Like, it's weird. Like, I, and, you know, it's kind of funny. Like, I love being behind the scenes doing the work. Mm. And like, for me, I don't know. It's, it's like, I like seeing it in final version, like your hat, what, like looking at your hat right now, you know, across the screen. It's like, I love seeing the final product in like knowing that that turned into something. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know. It's, it's kind of cool as it is. It's like, I, yeah, I've thought about in the past, like, Oh yeah, it'd be cool to have my name on it. And I'm like, I don't know. Like it just, to me, like now I'm like, I don't even care. You know, it's like, to me, I just love doing the work so much and yeah. seeing it. Like I don't want the recognition. Like I don't need it. You know, it's like, I just like, I just love making people's dreams come true, you know? And it's like, to me, I see people succeed and like their stuff that I've made is like helping them succeed. That's all I'm, I'm happy. You know, like that's all I care about. That cool. That brings up a point that like, cause, uh, I, you've done a lot of consulting, just like talking me through thought processes for like the other day I called you about a banner, which yeah. uh, after I, after I spent all the money and ordered it, Kim goes, that's pretty busy. I'm like, babe, it's a backdrop banner. She's like, yeah, but it's, it's just busy. I'm like, yeah. Well, it's too, too effing late now. You know, like it's, it's yeah. coming. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to use it. But, um, you know, like I, I was in, in the beginning, I told Phelps this too. I was like, man, I'm really worried about having my name on something. Cause I don't want to be like, I don't, I'm really, I guess I'm really worried about what, what people, how people portray me. Sure. And so, like, when we originally designed the On Point Mountains and it had Garrett Weaver on there, I struggled that really hard with that part. I'm like, man, I just – I don't want people to think, like – because obviously I'm going to be, like, the front man for it, but I don't want people to think that it's just, like, an ego booster or I'm just trying – you know, it's about me, you know. Like, I really struggled with that. Is there um, – and, and like you said, you like being behind the scenes and stuff. And uh, I know Phelps is kind of the kind of the same mind. I mean, at what point um, is that just something that you're going to have to get over if you're trying to do something like what I'm doing or what Phelps did? Or is there actually a real concern there when you're actually making a logo and and it's it, there's a fine line between being a douchebag and then actually being you know legit? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, I, I think some of it honestly is personality mm. right? because I think like some people like that's what they want. You know, I mean, it's like s certain people, their egos and like, they are so driven on Ego. their name, yeah. seeing their name wherever they can see it. And so I think it kind of comes back to like a little bit, your own personality, um, and what you're doing. Obviously, I mean like the podcast, you're the host. Right. right. I mean, like, and th that's the thing, you know, I mean, you are the host, you're the one who's making this what it is. And so I, I think like on a podcast part, I would be looking at it more of like, Hey, yeah, th like, I'm proud of this. This is me. I'm going to put my name on it. I'm the host and I'm here and I'm going to talk to all of you. I wouldn't be as concerned about it. Now, if I was, well, I don't know, like Phelps, you know, he's like selling all his out calls. Right? <laughs> right. And like, he's, he's trying to build a brand. Right. And so like for him, I mean, you are too, but like you have to have you like your name, like people need to know you. Um, and it's like Phelps, like you're building that brand and it's kind of one of those things of, yeah, Jason was the face of the company and still is. But at the same time, all, all you want people to remember at the end of the day is that big P, you know, like that P's on that bugle tube or right. this read, or whatever. 
And so he doesn't need to have his name plastered across everything. You know what I mean? And I think that that's where, uh, you know, a lot of people kind of look at things, you know, as far as I want my name on it because it's me and I would love seeing my name or, you know, I don't know. It, I'm, I'm torn on that. You know, it's as far as uh, of needing your name on something, you know, I think now, okay, a good example, Cameron Haynes. Mm. Oh. Let's look at him. Okay. And so like Cam, you slap his name on anything, it's going to sell. Right. But that's, you know, Cam's built that brand. So I guess in that, at that point, like, so when I made the keep hammering logo for Cam, like way back in the day. I mean, oh, you 20- did? Yeah. And so like, I was the one who came up with that. Well, Cam had the idea, but like I, I made it, brought it to life. And then, uh, of course now look at where that thing's at. I mean, it's on everything Huge. under armor. Yeah. Hoyt bows, like, you know, on their limbs, like he's got his own line. And so I think the keep hammering portion built obviously what that is, but then Cam's signatures on there and it comes, I mean, dude, anyone who got into bow hunting, I mean, Cam used to be my idol back in the day, you know, I mean, he's, he's got so many of us into backcountry bow hunting, you know, in his book. Mm-hmm. And so looking at that, I think it's something like that where so many people know the name Cameron Haynes and it's like, dude, you stamp that thing on a pair of underwear. I mean, it would probably sell, you know what I mean? And so it's kind of one of those things where certain people, certain levels, uh, like a professional sports athlete, I mean, Cam pretty much is in the bow hunting industry, you know, and like, that's what he is. And so it's kind of like you slap their name on anything, it's going to sell. And I don't know. I think there's different levels to it. Selling a product with someone's name endorsed and stamped on it versus um, your podcast where, you are the host that you have to know, I mean, who you are. Right. And so, yeah, I mean, and I think, you know, but like even with Phelps, like he has his own signature series read, you know, and like he brought Dirk on and like Dirk has the Maverick and like everyone knows the Maverick because of Dirk, you know, and like it's stuff like that. And then like Charlie has his read. No one knows Charlie. Charlie doesn't sell. And so, <laughs> you know, hi Charlie. I love you, buddy. Hope you watch. Um, but uh, you know, it's stuff like that though. I think, you know, where you have, you know, your own your name for certain applications. Right. I guess, you know, thinking about, you know, you're bringing up Cameron Haynes and then you got like Jim Shockey, Michael Waddell, you know, I don't think any of those guys are douchebags. Uh, I think it really comes down to intent. Um, And and for me, like I, I'm probably just hypersensitive to the way I'm perceived because I've, I've worked hard through the YouTube channel to build rapport and to build kind of like this unbiased, perception and and you know kind of a just an honest dude and yeah. I, I just don't ever want to be perceived as is different than that and so um yeah i'm struggling to even think of somebody that i would consider a douchebag in the industry that uses their own name um i honestly can't think of many off the top of my head so and, and yeah. to bring it back to uh even farther than that the banner i called you i'm like is that douchey you know like that's i use that word so often to like i, I asked my wife i'm like is this douchey should i not do that should i do this and she, she's like no it's not douchey and by the way douchey's not a word you know <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um and so you're like no dude like you talk you so you kind of talked me into like doing the banner and stuff and, and, and that it was a good idea um but i think having having you know for me personally just being aware that you know, what are you doing this for? Is you doing it for the podcast or are you doing it for your ego? Um, you know, for me, I, I, if it's not going to benefit the podcast or benefit the show period and my, my mind coming from the beginning is I want to be perceived as legit 
and I want to be perceived as professional. I don't want something that looks like my six-year-old create, or I don't have a six-year-old that looks like my dog created. Sure. Um, but at the same time, I want something that people, they look at it. Like when I pop up on iTunes, I don't want a shitty looking thing. Cause if the guy's not willing to spend in my head, if the guy's not willing to spend some time creating a good looking emblem. He's probably not going to spend much time creating a decent freaking podcast, you know? So, yeah. um, I was very hypersensitive about out of the gate, not skimping on audio emblem, anything. And so that's, that's kind of where, where you came along. And I, in my mind, I got a very professional looking everything. Um, yeah. And I think that like, and we kind of talked about that in the beginning too, you know, it was like, let's do this and do it right from the beginning. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, everything's going to take off and it'll help you. Um, and I think that that's kind of one of those things where, you know, we had, had that discussion because it's like, if you have people, there's a bunch of them out there. I mean, there's a ton of podcasts and everyone and apparel companies. I mean, dude, I swear every time I get on Instagram now, it's like, I look and boom, there's a new apparel company that's popped up and they're everywhere. And like, that's the thing, but it's like, there's a select few that really stand out. And the ones that stand out are the ones that are professional. They've, they've got their designs, shirts, logos, hats, like, you know, all their branding is consistent and they've done it right. And then it's like, you're going to remember that, you know, and it's like your podcast, like talking about not skimping on the audio. And it's like, it's easy. I mean, it's like, yeah, you could cut a corner here or there and like, sure. I mean, it's easy to do, but do it right. Do it from the beginning and like start off right. And you're going to at least be taken seriously as like, Hey, this guy's here to, you know, he's professional. He's not cutting corners. He looks good. Um, you know, and, and I think that that'll help. And I think that was kind of plays back to also like one of the things we did with like angry mountain this year. And so like our first year, like we actually, we went out and hired camera guys to follow us around the woods and like take pictures, film. We bought all good top quality Sony gear and like, we didn't cut corners. We bought, you know, drone, we bought, you know, uh, gimbals, like everything. And because we wanted to do it right and cranes and like, I mean, we did it all. And so it's just kind of one of those things where, how serious do you want to take this? You know, and like, what, what do you want to do? I mean, maybe some people are totally cool at the end of the day. Like they're like, Hey, I just want to make a little video on my handheld camera and put it on YouTube. And like, I'm cool with that. So yeah, I mean, I think it kind of comes back to the standpoint of how professional do you want your brand and like, how serious do you want people to take you? You know? And I think that you talk about putting your name on something, you're a little nervous about it. Why? Like, you know, it's like, you've done everything right. Like you're, you look professional, like it's a brand, like, yeah. you know, and you want people to know that and like, be proud to stand behind it. That's a good point. And, and maybe that's just even like a personal issue that I just need to get over. And, and, and maybe I guess like a confidence issue is like, you know, am I, do I deserve to have my name on this shit? Like, do I deserve to play with the big boys yet? And, and, um, you know, that's something that, that, uh, you know, I just, I just, through all the books and everything that I've that I've read back when I was on that personal growth kick a few years ago, reading sure, like sure. reading like every personal gr- growth book out there is is um, I just kind of want to look at it from all angles. But at the same time, you got to kind of quit being a pussy, get over some shit, and and come out with a logo and be don't be afraid to say, hey, I believe in this. Here's yeah. my name. I believe in it enough. To, like I'm Cameron Hands. I believe in Spot Hog. I'm gonna put my name yeah. on that shit. Right and. Yeah. Um, eventually where, where I see the brand going and, um, and I've been told it won't work and it, it, I don't care. I'm, I, this is where I see the brand going is I want a, eventually to have on point to be something that it's like a seal of approval for gear. Like this is on point approved. 
this is going to be legit. I'm going to get my money's worth out of it, you know, like a broadhead or a pack or something like that. Like that's something that I eventually want to get the brand going is to where it's trusted enough. Um, kind of like where Aaron Snyder is right now with, with, if he says something is legit, people will buy it. Yeah. And, uh, that's kind of where I see on point going is, is I want to, I want to be to that level where with gear and then eventually have like either my logo or my seal of approval on something that I totally believe in. So, um, and so that, that's where I see my thing going and, and, um, you know, you're going to have this emblem hopefully on, on people's website. Hey, Hey, we're on point approved. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Hey. And you know, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, like Rome wasn't built in a day, right? You know what I mean? Aaron's been doing that for a long time. I mean, you know, he had his back or his elk reaper or whatever he had like way back in the day. I mean, before Rockside, before everything, even what is, is what it is now, you know, and Kefaru and all that, you know, and I, and I think that's the thing that over time, it just takes time to build something and like get that credibility, you know, and of course it helps when he kills 25 animals a year with a stick bow, but like, you know, yes. it, uh, that definitely helps put some credibility, but, um, I think it's, it's all doable. You know, that's the thing. And like, don't ever cut yourself short, you know? And I think that's what a lot of people, so like my dad, like, for example, my dad is like, like, he'll even admit it. Like he's the biggest pessimist on the face of the earth. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, that's just who he is. He's taken a safe route his entire life and played it by the books, you know, went and got a corporate job at, you know, 18 and like worked it and mm-hmm. retired. It was kind of one of those things, like same job his entire life, you know, did the 401k and like mm-hmm. call it a day, you know? And I think that our generation a little bit now has changed obviously with, uh, you know, that type of a job, um, you know, and like, a lot of us are kind of venturing out, you know, and using the web and social media and things like that to build an income and, you know, do those things in a life. Um, and self-employment, you know, and I think obviously I have myself, you know, and like, um, my dad though, he's funny because he's, you know, that type of guy being the pessimist that, Oh, you know, this is never going to work. That's not going to work, you know? And like, you know, don't step out of your boundaries too much. You know what I mean? And it's kind of like one of those things. Well, you're never going to get anywhere in life. If you don't try, you know? And like, that's always kind of been my motto. And I use it for hunting too, you know, a lot like my dad, you know, we'll be out hunting sometimes and spot a big buck or a bull across the Canyon. You know, Oh, we'll never get there, you know, before dark. And I'm like, I'm going, you know? And it's like, you know, and that, that's just me, you know? And like, I want to go and try. And if I don't succeed, at least I gave it a shot, you right. know? And I think that that's kind of comes back to like your podcast. It's like, dude, you're doing it, you know? And it's like, keep going, like give it a shot and don't let anyone tell you, you no. and someone says no, I always look at that as like a way to prove people wrong. You know, I'm like, I'm just going to do it and look back someday and be like, Hey, yeah, well you told me I couldn't do it. Now I did it. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's so crystal clear with my vision of where this thing's going and where I want it to go. It's like, I, I, I've already seen it. Like I, it is, it is in my head. It is already a reality. I just have to do the work to get it there. And yeah. I, I think that's half the battle, but no, I mean, I've, I've looked into, um, you know, cause there's already OPA, um, uh, professional archery things and stuff like that. And so I have to come up with it, um, on point approved thing. Cause I'd probably get sued over that. But, um, so, but yeah, I mean, just having a, a vision and then having it a way to get there, it's so motivating. Like it is, it's, it's really like that's half the battle. That's liberating. I feel like a lot of these guys that come out with a logo and then they want to come out with shirts and everything. First of all, what's your intent? You're trying to like get rich quick off of selling some cheap gear or a cheap shirt, 
you know, and that's another thing. Even with the shirts, I went good quality. I didn't go with the cheap cotton shit. You know, I, I went with something that I would wear or I could even go on a jog in or I could even hunt in. Like, it's right. it's that, like, I don't, you know, some percentage fleece or whatever. And, and it's, or uh, uh, maybe it's Polyester. not fleece. Polyester. Yeah, yeah, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, um, yeah. And so I guess just, just, you know, how do you want to be perceived and what is your intent and what's your long term, you know, is, is the things that were my kind of hot buttons in, in producing that stuff. But I do want to get into Angry Mountain here because we're already we're already 42 minutes in here. Yeah, um, yeah. Is kind of walk me through your development of Angry Mountain's productions logo and, and stuff like that because um, not that we bashed on the elk. This is one of my favorite shirts. And I know the guys that are, are listening to this won't see it unless you're watching it on YouTube, but it's the dead elk skull with the, yeah. with the big rack. And uh, sure. it's got full draw under the uh, the main beam of it here, and uh, it's one of my favorite shirts, man. I mean, it always has been. I've had this for since it came out a couple years. Yeah, yeah, um, it's been actually three or four years. Yeah, and and I'm yeah. still wearing the shit out of it, and it's a good shirt, and it's still held together, which is another reason why I wanted to go with something nicer. Yeah. Um, and so, walk me through the development the development of Angry Mountain from your um, standpoint. Yeah. So it's kind of funny because we just talked about building something that would like have the umbrella, right? right. And like be that bigger like feeling. And so obviously using a deer and an elk, you kind of pinhole, pinhole yourself a little bit with kind of outside the hunting industry, if mm -hmm. you will. Now, part of our thought was we are doing this series and we want hunters to watch our videos. Like, that's what, excuse me, that, that's what we wanted. Like we were like, Hey, we're doing this because we love it. And we want other hunters to see our hunts, feel like they're there with us and like come along and just see a day-to-day -day, like series on the hunt and maybe learn something along the way, you know, as far as calling elk or looking glass and deer or whatever it might be. And, uh, so what we kind of came back to from a sales standpoint for us was like, Hey, how many people drive down the road and you see a deer or an elk antler sticker on the back of some, some guy's mm -hmm. truck and like, you know, Hey, that guy's a hunter, you know? And so that was kind of where we went with that whole thing was we thought about doing just the amp like AMP and then, but then there's amp energy drinks. And so we were kind of like, well, crap, if we go that route, we don't want to get sued by an energy drink company, but that would be our bigger umbrella. But then how many people are going to know what amp really means with anger mountain productions and they're going to think of an energy drink. So we were like, okay, we need to like step back a little bit and figure out what's going to sell to hunters. Well, then everyone has either a deer or an elk. And so we were like, why don't we make a delk? And so we <laughs> called it the delk. Uh -huh. And so we did, you know, half deer and half elk and put them on a skull and put it together. And so then we thought, hey, from sales, you put a deer and an elk because every dude that drives down the road in his truck, he's got either an elk or a deer skull or sometimes both. So let's put them together and then we'll sell the deer and the elk. And then, you know, mm -hmm. people will buy it for that. And then they get the best of both worlds because now they've got their delk on their truck and they're good to go. Um, <laughs> so that was kind of honestly our thought process of the whole thing was like, bring it back just to hunters. And then what's going to get both worlds? Because obviously in the hunting industry, it's like we kind of have this Western side going on and then the Midwest guys, you know, and then, but even in the Western guys, we have mule deer and elk 
And no one really even thinks about whitetail on top of that. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of one of those things I got voted out. I'm a big whitetail hunter, like the bucks behind me. Those are all from Washington. Just, you know, really? do what I've killed. Yeah. And so like my goal one day is just to have a room lined with euros from Washington, like of whitetails, you know? And so that was kind of my whole thing, but I got voted off on the whitetail side. So we went the mule deer on the delk. but most guys obviously love chasing either big mule deer or elk. And like that kind of seems to be the thing of Western guys is I'm an elk hunter, I'm a mule deer hunter or both, but they kind of lean one or the other. So that was kind of where we settled on that and ended up with the elk and the deer and then, you know, kind of went from there. Well, when I was talking to Phelps a while ago, he's like, you know, Amp, Angry Mountain Productions, Amplify. He's like, it kind of just all really tied in well, even especially with his line. Yep. And that, yeah, that was the other thing. Like, you know, he already had that Amplify line with his diaphragms. Um, And so we were like, hey, you know, if we took the Amp, Angry Mountain Productions, and we spun it off of that, then, you know, it all ties in. So our series would tie into, you know, his call line as well, I guess. So that was kind of a, there was more to the whole thing, obviously, you know, with Phelps being a big, you know, sponsor of our whole. So your, uh, your crews, uh, if you watch your, your, uh, traditions, uh, series is what it was called, right? Traditions. Um, Yeah. That was last year. This year it's called just hunt. Just hunt. Okay. So you guys already have a name for it and everything. That's yep. cool. Um, so you guys had a shit ton of people on like the cast of hunters. Like there was a ton of them. Like I thought it was just four guys, five guys. There's yeah. more than that. Yeah. There was a ton. Yeah. Um, and I was glad to finally see a girl get in on one of these, um, uh, crews that, that hunts yeah. and stuff. So that, that was a, that was a cool move there. But, um, so your dynamic, the, the crew dynamic here, and I laugh about it cause I almost feel like it's, it's a bunch of, but it is a bunch of buddies, but it's almost like, um, and, and so is the bro guys, but it's a different dynamic. Cause you guys, yeah. uh, those guys are like kind of like brothers and yep. you guys are too, but more of like, seems like almost like frat kind of brothers. Like you guys flick each other a lot of shit. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of, uh, you, you're going to have to have a thick skin if you, <laughs> with you guys. Yeah. Um, so they, I've seen a lot of your nicknames from, um, uh, God, like uh, Charlie and um, what's the, I call him the Captain America looking one, the Nick Schmidt guy Nick, built yeah. like freaking Captain America. He's out there. Uh, it seems like every chance he gets, he has his shirt off or shorts, you know, cut off shirt and everything and showing his guns yeah. off. But yeah, that's Nick. <laughs> uh, so I guess what I'm going does is tell me, walk, walk me through your guys' crew for guys that don't know about, about Angry Mountain. Um, you got, I, I consider you guys the four main guys. Yeah. Yeah, so it's obviously Phelps mm-hmm. and then myself and then Charlie Smith mm-hmm. um, and then Nick Schmidt. Mm-hmm. And so uh, Phelps and I, we met in an archery shop like years ago. And like, and then uh, there's a forum called Hunting Washington. And Charlie was on there for his taxidermy. So Charlie, for those of you who don't know, it's Charlie's taxidermy. <laughs> and uh, his nickname, Slowest Taxidermist in the West, is true. Um, so Charlie used to be really good, really efficient. He was on it. And then Charlie hit a little wall and slowed down. And then needless to say, it took five, five years for me to get a mule deer back, which I still don't have. But, um, so long story short, Charlie is kind of our little redheaded stepchild of the group. And, uh, you know, but yeah, I think that's kind of the thing. Like, you know, we've all been buddies forever and, uh, you know, it's kind of more one of those things that, 
it's like, it is a brotherhood in a way, but at the same time, it's kind of one of those things where we all were friends before and those type of buddies that you were just going to flip shit to one another, no matter what, you know, and like, that's what it was. And it started years ago on Facebook and like, that's how it was. And like, it's stuck ever since. And so, I mean, like every year on my birthday, I just expect posts. I mean, Dirk made one of me going you know, like Lord of the Rings. They call me like, yeah, going back to, you know, in there. And, and so it's just like those type of things all the time. But like at the same time, it's kind of, you better have thick skin, but it makes it fun because of the group, you know, and, and being able to have that camaraderie and like go out in the woods and like, I don't know, it's kind of, I feel like we joke around a lot more than we actually are hunting, but like when it's time to kill, like we are serious. Um, but then Charlie's wife, you know, I mean, even she joins in on it, you know, and like we all have fun and like, you know, we're all joking around and like everything and it's a good time. Um, and so, you know, it's kind of one of those things where as much as I would think that uh, like my dad, even like he watched us last year and my dad was like, you guys are ridiculous. You know, he, and like my, cause my dad hunted with us in Montana and so it was Charlie, his wife, myself, and my dad. And like we had camps together every night. And my dad just sit there shaking his head because he's old school. I mean, my dad's 71 years old and like, you know, he's total old school dude. And like a lot of stuff we're doing and saying, and like we have video throughout the day. We come back and watch it at camp. You know, hey, we saw this or did that. And my dad just, it's kind of one of those things that he'd sit there and just shake his head, you know, <laughs> and just, what are you, you guys are ridiculous, you know? And like, that's what he'd always say. So I don't know though. Like I love it because it's kind of one of those things where, you know, you don't have to be serious. Like, you know, it's like, you can say whatever, do whatever, joke around and have that fun, you know? And that honestly, I mean, that's what we're all out there to do is have fun and hunt. I mean, I don't go out there to be super serious and like, you know, drill myself into the ground, like a drill sergeant. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. it's like, I go out, like I want to have fun and laugh and be with my buddies, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think that that's kind of one of those things where the dynamic of the group works. And then Tyson is the other person that's involved and he's actually one of Jason's good childhood buddies and they've grown up together. And so Tyson is a killer. I mean, he's fills every tag pretty much he ever has in his pocket. And, uh, Tyson's kind of just one of the guys, but he's a little quieter, like a little more reserved and that's totally fine. You know, and we're, we're breaking him in though. Like Tyson's finally getting to that point where I think you're going to start seeing a different side of him, but like, you know, he's, he's kind of, you know, he is one of us. And so, but Kelly, she's she's the mute like she just will not say much it's hard to read her like if, if you could put like her in a poker room and actually she knew how to play poker like she'd probably do really good <laughs> that's funny well yeah. i know that uh they call you the hobbit and stuff like that what's charlie's nickname charlie has a bunch we call him the leprechaun, <laughs> the leprechaun that's um, right. yeah because you know obviously the red hair being shorter <laughs> and and you know he is stubborn and like he's got he's got an attitude like no one's business so just stay on his good side. That's funny. What's Nick's? Nick, oh, we Nick has a bunch. Um, <laughs> uh, man, I like your Captain America one. I'm gonna start using that. But uh, <laughs> probably the Schmidt Schmidt show. Like mm. we we say that quite a bit. Um, he's kind of he's got that nickname. Um, but uh, I don't know what else do we call Nick. <laughs> There's a lot. So they're probably not appropriate to say on here. That's okay. <laughs> yeah. uh, if you listen to the Wolf Podcast, anything's possible on this show. <laughs> yeah, okay. All that right. that yeah. one got away from us. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but so it's a, it's a really cool um, dynamic, man, and it and it's it's fun to watch because just the differences between um, you know the, like the born and raised guys, which you guys hunted on, and and then um, so you saw some of the same kind of hunt. 
because um, yeah. you guys clobbed last year. And then, yeah. uh, so what, what's different about this year's season coming up? So for 2019, um, it's kind of going to be a little different in a way, actually, because not many of us are really hunting together. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we've kind of brought in industry partners um, that are we've had good relationships with. That's kind of a tough thing, too, because I have a lot of relationships from my business. Phelps has his. Then we kind of have the AMP stuff also. It's we've all kind of tried to bring people in that we all work with and, you know, that we're together with um, to do our series for this fall. And so, I mean, obviously, Leupold, you know, Phelps hunting with Michael from Leupold, mm-hmm. um, you know, and Nick kind of bringing in a couple of his buddies from Oregon and they're going to hunt elk together. Then obviously I moved to Utah this year and then hunt, I'm going to hunt with Kylie. And so we're going to Montana and then, you know, Washington for deer and then hunt here in Utah and stuff like that. Um, and so then Charlie's going to Oregon with Toby Gangler and his wife, um, actually Charlie and his wife both are. And so it's kind of going to be one of those things this year where we're all going to kind of branch out away from each other and hunt, but hunt with people in the industry and people that are on social and people that kind of, we all, everybody knows and sees, mm-hmm. um, and kind of bring to light some of the people behind the scenes at some of these companies that people don't know, like who is the marketing director of loophole? Like, you know, like who is that? And so it's kind of like, well, let's get them on film and bring them out and hunt with them, you know? And so like in Nick hunt with Casey from mountain ops and stuff like that. And so kind of show who some of the people are from behind the scenes of some of these companies. And then at the same time, our goal of just hunt to show that it doesn't matter if you've drawn a special tag, if you're going to hunt over the counter, if you're hunting on public or private or whatever it is, just go out and hunt and have a good time. You know, like that's at the end of the day, that's what we're all here for. And that's what we all love to do is just hunt. And I think that kind of stem back to a little bit from this year and the last few years on social, you see a lot of guys kind of tearing each other down, you know, and it's kind of one of those things of, Oh, you shot that with a compound, not a Chad bow or use mm-hmm. a long range gun, or you were hunting on pu- private or you had a special tag or whatever it is. And I think we kind of wanted to show that it doesn't matter. Like, just go out and have a good time. Who cares where we killed this buck or bull or whatever, how, or with what, like, dude, it is what it is. And like, if we all don't stick together and do this as a hunting community, Peter, so, you know, I think that's kind of a key thing is just, Hey, go hunt, have fun, enjoy right. it. And, you know, go. For well, it. I, I know personally that shit really, really gets under my skin. Like the, you know, PETA, the vegans, you know, they're way more unified in, in, in their efforts to screw us over and, and get their message across. The wolf advocates, they are absolutely unified. Yep. And then we got guys pissed off over what FOC you're using or if you're using a compound versus a trad bow. And, and it's just that shit is so stupid. Like it doesn't get you anywhere. No. Um, you're going to get me on my soapbox here, but that shit just, I cannot stand it. Like, yeah. I, I hunt with everything. Yep. If crossbows were legal here, I would buy one and I would use it and I'd try it out. Like, yeah. If baiting bears was legal here, I would try it out. Yeah. You can't really knock it until, I mean, I don't believe like, you know, I have my own personal ethics and, and, and I don't push those on other people. I, yeah. I voice voice them and say, hey, if you know, this resonates, resonates with you, then cool, man. But if you don't, you know. Tell me to go piss off and go do your own thing. Like, why should I dictate what you're doing? And I guess kind of like a libertarian hunter, I guess, mindset here. It's like, just leave me alone. Let me do my own thing. As long as I'm portraying hunting in a good light and I'm, and I'm being a positive light in, in, in the industry, um, 
you know, leave me the hell alone. <laughs> I agree with you a hundred percent. And like, that's kind of the thing, you know, and I, and we tear each other down more than we build each other up, you know? Yeah. And, and it's sad, you know, and like social is a great tool, but it's also our worst enemy, you know? And like, and I think yeah. that's where as a hunting community, we could all do a lot better with, you know, Hey, we're all here. We're in this, we're one, you know? And maybe, right. maybe that's a thing. Like, I don't know, maybe we need to, do some sort of video or like something I, I don't know like you see like those uh i don't know like motivational videos or something maybe we need to do that you know and like have like every like as many people as we can in the industry and like put it all together and like pump that thing out somewhere like I, I don't know how what we need to do to go about it but like it's just it sucks like you know to see so many people trying to tear each other apart you know and it's kind of I don't know, like the, like gun hunting, you know, it's like, oh, you shot that with a gun, you know, even to more broad, you know, like versus a bow, you know, and it's like, who cares? Like, I just love hunting, you know, and like last year I bought a long range gun. I killed a deer in Montana with it, you know, and like, it was fun. Like, you know, like, I don't care. Like, I enjoy, you know, it. I, you know, I, I'm kind of like Phelps. I love, I love elk hunting with a bow and I really love uh, hunting mule deer with a rifle. I yeah. love it. I just love that time of year, the smells, the scenery, the, the way the bucks are acting and, and you never know what you're going to see. And if you see it, there's a, you know, in, in many situations, there's a good chance you can kill it. Yeah. Um, I almost feel like it's getting revenge from all the ones that give me the slip with a bow. Yeah. No <laughs> but joke. you know, I, I've got the long range gun. Um, yeah, I've guns, I've got long range rigs. I've got a compound bow and I have trad bows. Like, unless you're killing shit with your bare hands, like that dude in Colorado, you can't really say anything, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, unless you're using a rock, I mean, come on, man. I mean, yeah, you you can really dig at anybody, and then you can be like, oh well, that was only a cub cougar. I'm like, get the hell out of here. What are you talking about? Like, yeah. I, there's just so you know, if you want to be negative, there's more room to be negative, and it's easier to be negative. And it's it's honestly, I think you have to try to be positive. Yeah, I mean, if you see a big bull on elk addicts killed, what's the first question that you see? public or private, yep. you know, like that's the first question you see. And to me, that's, that's not a negative question, but that's leading really leads easily towards like, okay, well, fuck that guy. That was on private property. You know, he's not legit. Yeah. You know, there's, there's some really good hunters. I know some fantastic hunters. I know that, that by LOP tags and they're just tired of getting screwed by other public land guys. It's not cause they can't find elk. Yeah. You know, I mean, and I'm right there with them, you I know, like, Dude, I'm with you 100%, you know, and, like, that's the thing. So, like, this year, it, and I, I was kind of, you know, not that I cared where anyone killed anything, but, like, it, I think what it is, a lot of people, they see a big buck or bull killed on private, and they're, like, they're envious because they want to be that guy. They want to be the person that killed that big buck or bull. I mean, who, we all, as hunters, I mean, yeah, we love it, but, like, who doesn't want to kill a big buck or bull? I mean, we all do, you know? I mean, it's, like, you love seeing big animals, and it's cool, but... I had never drawn an elk tag in my life in mm. 21 years of hunting. And I've never drawn an elk tag. And I was like, you know, dang, you know, one day I just want to get a tag, you know? And so this year I moved out of Washington. It's my last year there as a resident. And so putting in, and I'm like, man, I have 17 points. And I'm like, let me draw an elk tag. Granted, we won't know for another month, but the day that Washington opened this year to put in for permits, Montana's results came out. And I was like, ah, I'm never going to draw a tag. You know what I mean? And like, whatever. I look, boom, I drew an elk tag, finally. And so, really? yeah, and so it's kind of one of those things. And it was funny because I was talking to Kylie and I was like, man, I've never drawn an elk tag in my life. 
And, you know, here we go. And I, so I put in with her and my dad as a group and, uh, all three of us drew. And so it was kind of cool. Cause now we can all hunt together and you know, it's awesome. And I love it, but I know I'm probably going to get crap for that. If I kill a big bull or one of us does because of, Oh, it's a special tag, you know? And so it's like, I can already see it coming, you know? And the thing is, it's like, I've cut my teeth on public land my entire life hunting elk and it's like yeah i want to kill one big bull in my life like i would love to shoot a 330 plus bull you know and like i've had chances on public land and bloom but i can already see it coming like the minute you post anything oh it's gonna be like oh a special tag you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and it's kind of like i don't care though you know like i just want to kill a big bull and have a good hunt but how many guys are buying landowners tags dude if i could afford to buy a landowners tag every year and go hunt and spend five thousand dollars and go hunt i would do it you know i mean like why not it's chance to hunt elk they're not like they're caged you learn a pen you still got to go chase them down call them in right and i think that's where a lot of people get that like you know that stigma is that you know oh it's easy like there's on private well they're still wild animals you know and so yeah some of them are less pressured but there's still a wild animal. You still got to go call it in or track it down and kill it, you know? Yeah. You know, what's the difference between outside of there being more people around, but honestly, what's the difference between a Mount Emily bull tag, which I was, I was on this year with a friend and what's the difference between that and hunting, like just your average private property that, you know, maybe your buddy owns a ranch of a couple thousand acres. I'm like, I'm sorry. I'd rather go hunt Mount Emily because that shit was awesome. Yeah. And, you know, unless people run them in a lot of cases here in Oregon, unless people run the elk on to private, which usually takes a few days, especially during rifle season, you're going to have a hard time killing an elk unless those elk show up on the property. So, you know, there's, there's different levels to everything, but I mean, you can, you can judge anything you want. If you're just, you know, they don't, you know, they don't make statues of critics, you know, they, they just don't. Yeah. So just keep that in mind. You know, if you guys are listening to this podcast, keep that in mind next time you're thinking about being a douchebag. They never name, name one critic. They've made a, you know, they made a statue of, they don't do it. You know, it's people that are the ones doing shit that they, that they remember. So, yeah. Uh, outside of that, man, I mean, I, I appreciate you coming on to the show. Is there anything you want to cover before we wrap this thing up? Um, I think we kind of covered a bunch, kind of talked about some design work, a little bit of hunt, a little bit of amp stuff. Um, I don't know. A little bit of a soapbox. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit, but, uh, no, I, th- I think we're good. So, um, I appreciate your business over, you know, and doing your logo and stuff. That was fun. So, yeah, well give, uh, give folks a place, uh, kind of give yourself a shout out, aim your mountain, a shout out, tell them where they can find you and, and, uh, leave them with some contact information. Yeah. So, uh, you can find our anger mountain stuff on angermountainproductions.com uh, or anger mountain productions on, uh, IG or Facebook. Um, and then my personal stuff, you can find me at John Gabriel, uh, it's J O N G A B R I O, um, on social, um, or apex advertising, um, dot co. And that's my website. So if you want to go there, check out some design work, need logos done, websites, anything like that, uh, go check it out. And yeah, yeah. well, I, I know that you, you got my business moving forward in the future. You've been such a great, your customer service is awesome. You've there's been multiple times where I need something done quickly or like formatted and you're like, boom, here it is. I'm like, dude, pulled through for me. And that's happened multiple times. So your, your customer service is fantastic. So, cool. I appreciate um, that. Th- you know, that's, that's my, uh, that's my review of, of apex advertising co. So. Yeah, appreciate that. 
But uh, all right, John, well, I'll let you get going here, man. But uh, again, appreciate you coming on to the show and uh, seeing those whitetails. We might have to have you on about how to kill some whitetails. Yeah, no problem. I, I uh, did a seminar at Sport Code last couple of years. I have a whole PowerPoint on that. So um, really? Yeah, we can yeah. go over that someday. Well, sounds good, man. Well, uh, you have a good day, and and uh, sounds like I'm actually, actually, I don't know if you can see the sun poking through yeah. now, but um, I'm gonna probably go look for a bear. Okay, so. I saw you. All right, last night. So go shoot one tonight. <laughs> no worries, man. It's actually a better evening this evening than it was yesterday evening. So it worked out great. Nice. Good luck. <laughs> All right. Th- thanks, John. See ya. All right, guys, that's the podcast. Thanks, John, for coming on to the show. Be sure to go check out his uh, Apex Marketing Co. and the Angry Mountain Productions. They have a YouTube channel. It's a really good elk hunting content and uh, really excited to see what they come out for 2019. Outside of that, if you can, go on to www.onpointpodcast.com. And uh, we have gear on there, uh, like hats and stuff. We've got links to my other content for the YouTube channel, uh, links to the podcast. And we also have the newsletter, which I would love for you to sign up on. But if you don't feel like doing it, that's totally fine. There's other ways you can you can help out the show. Just leave us a review on iTunes or something or become a patron. And uh, that would probably be the number one way to support the show monetarily. Um, any, any amount counts for a patron. You get exclusive. Uh, basically, you get to dictate where the conversation goes. I'll, I'll, I post on there what the, the upcoming uh, podcasts are and if you have any questions. And you, are, you guys are first in line to get your questions answered. So outside of that, appreciate everybody listening, and I'll see you on the next one. Bye.